Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Uh, smartly, when he was asked about Memphis being picked fourth, he was like, Tulane was picked seventh last year. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think they can, they can, the way the le- the makeup of the league is, they could be this year's Tulane very easily, in my mind. They could also, you know, be seven and five, six and six again. I could see that happening. Yeah, that would be a and, disaster. Like, I think you want a clear cut answer. Like, in in my mind, fourth place is almost worse than last place. At least if they finish last place or eleventh, you'd have like an answer. Or I guess twelfth, thirteenth. Now it's yeah. fourteen team league. Um, like at least you'd know. Like, okay, we got to move on. We got to find a new coach. Right. Like. It, it, it's like those German that middle tweets, ground. Man. Like it's a tough call. Like if he goes seven and five, it makes a bowl game again. And you know, let's say it's like let's say they win. They 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 end the year strong because if you look at the schedule, like they're gonna they're gonna play Charlotte and Temple the last two games. Like yep. you could win your last. You know, you are you really gonna you know like that's gonna be a tough call to pull the trigger. I know some people say it's a no brainer. Yep, and I would do it. The buyout's only two million in that situation. You know. I, I also acknowledge that would be a difficult decision to have to make. It'd be unprecedented in the history of the program to to like get rid of a coach who and made again a bowl like game. you don't. It is a different era now too, and he took over a program like part of the cell with right, him. Right, was, was he was going to continue this? Yeah, and he, and has, he has not done that. He has he failed acknowledged in that it regard. yesterday. I yeah. put it in my column. He yeah. acknowledged it yesterday when he was talking about it. Was like a really no one really I did not a it didn't get a lot of play. Because, like, you know, he's not a super quotable guy. Right. But I thought it was really telling. He was asked about Tulane and, like, whether they can do it again. Yeah. Like, it was a New Orleans writer asked him that. And he goes, that's the big question, like, sustained success. And he kind of went through the history of the AAC. And he's like, you know, Tom Herman at Houston, they couldn't sustain it. You know, UCF seemed to, you know, have it really going for a while. But kind of, you know, toward the last couple years in the AAC weren't quite the same. You know, Cincinnati started off terrible when he got in the AAC, and now the last couple years were the powerhouse in the league. And um, and then he acknowledged, he goes, Memphis used to be, Memphis was, you know, at one point a national power too. And he goes, we're hoping to get back there. Yep. And, like, I thought it was, like, a very telling comment, like him acknowledging, like, where the where the program is right now, and it's not, you know, it's not where it needs to be. Um, and But at the same time, you know, it's not in a horrible place either. It doesn't feel like exactly. And so, like I said, I I just hope for year four that we get a definitive answer on Ryan Silverfield one way or the other. Uh, whether he's like, I hope he. I'd prefer a breakthrough season, a ten and two, go to the AAC championship type of season, go to the AAC championship game, have a shot at making a New Year's Six bowl type of season. I hope it's that exactly. But I'd rather I'd rather have like a terrible season than like another six and six, seven and five season. Amen. No yeah. doubt. He is Mark Ginata, reading that commercial.com. Hear him every afternoon here from two until four. Thanks, brother.
We'll come back with the rundown. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn a fan? Yes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bien. Hi, right, we're back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Ron Slay going to join us at 1230 or so. Uh, and we'll talk to him about Memphis basketball, about college basketball, uh, a little Tennessee football, if, if you can bear it, Brad. Oh, I'm down with it. I, I know that orange is not your favorite color, though. Oh, no, it's not. It's not at all. I, I mean, maybe if I can bear it, I'll, I'll ask the obligatory question about uh about Well, Tennessee. for folks who haven't heard your stance on just how, you know, down on Tennessee you are, for those who haven't heard it, because it was quite a take. Yeah. John Jason will not let you go a minute without hearing that John Martin, graduate of the University of Memphis, will not allow his daughter – to accept a full paid scholarship, including room, board, tuition, maybe even an additional additional NIL fund. Am I misstating so far? No, no. Doesn't matter what they throw at her to go to the University of Tennessee. She will not be going to Tennessee. That is correct. She's not going. It's just part of the uh, it's part of the agreement, man. They've gotten really angry at you for this take, by the way. Like uh, Jason and some others on this station have. I mean, it's it. You can see the venom come out. It's quite a. It's quite. Ferocious. Yeah, and you know what? That is uh, that is fine. Uh, I I wear it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's. But, I mean, it's not. I I do know people that that think like that. I don't think that's outlandish. I've I've heard similar takes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, everybody has a has a red line, right? Everybody has a red line on. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it a step further. There are many Tennessee fans that do that against them for Memphis. Oh, if you go, you ain't going to Memphis. No man. way, I'm exactly. going to the Tiger High. But, but when I when you know, it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. So, uh, but you know what? That is totally that is totally okay. BC, uh, we will uh, we will persevere. Yes, and uh, we will find a school for Riley, who is. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to be good in the process of uh, potty training. How is the swim? Going obviously, she's not swimming in Germantown because you right. can't use the water at all. She uh, she now uh, doesn't enjoy it, so it's uh, oh, you know they screwed that up. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't enjoy swimming anymore. I, I can't keep up, man. You know, she's running around the house. She ain't okay. got no damn pants on. It's just uh, she's peeing all over the damn floor. Potty training. Huh? It's uh, you know, yeah. It's like think about parenthood. Is like just when you 
think, and I think this is probably true of adulthood as well, but just like when you think you find like some equilibrium, yes. you know what I'm saying? Mm, I know where you're going. Here comes potty training. No, it's a curveball. Every you know week saying? is, is like, like, what? Because, you know, you have the baby. Baby wakes up every uh, two hours. Yep. Uh, the baby, the baby uh, has to be fed. The baby, and that, and that, you know, and that takes it out of you. And then, but you finally, you know, you finally set into a rhythm, settle into a rhythm of, uh, you know, okay, I know now she, she's going to sleep this much. Yeah, some equilibrium. You use the word. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and, yeah. and but, but then you know um, they can start to crawl and they can start to walk, and then they yeah. and that that creates like, oh man, I used to not have to pay attention to you. You would just sleep on that little. Doc a tot and that little poppy, and now you can move and you're mobile. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And 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 now I've gotten into like I love my kids. She's changed her diaper, like, but now she is being potty trained, and so now it's like this is a new challenge. Yeah, I'm getting the record from Sam. uh, The updates every every day. We're one and two today uh, for uh, Uh. doing it. Where, but just again, I mean that. That that may get you fired. It may not. <laughs> it, it, you may be able to stick around for another year. I don't know. But uh, that is the beauty of parenthood, and, and and again, adulthood too. You find the equilibrium. Oh, your AC went out. It's exactly right. You know it's exactly right. Uh, but that's life, man. We're all we're all going through the same thing uh, every day around this time. We do the rundown. Let's get it. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on ninety two nine FM ESPN. First story. All right. So the news of the day is. Uh, that TFLA Leonard is moving on. He is the uh, 6'8 forward who was a projected draft pick over at Draft Express, averaged 8-4, and four, but was considered one of the best defenders, one of the most versatile defenders uh, in the uh, country, in, the, in, in college basketball. And, uh, again, it had been expected, it had been hinted at, hinted at uh, that, that this was probably not going to come to pass with him. Uh, and now we know officially it will not be coming to pass. And... You know, we were talking to Mark about this uh, just a bit ago, and I and I do think one of the I, I I like this roster a lot. I think this roster is probably being a little bit slept on from a national perspective for Memphis, and I think they have the they have the look of a team that can make a, a run just on paper. Now we'll yeah. see what it looks like when it all comes together and things like that. It's easy to say in August, July, and August that a team looks good on paper, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was, <laughs> it's a great month for uh, I, being undefeated. Uh, last August, I was told <laughs> that KO was uh, like the next coming of Michael Wilson. Like I, re- I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he stunk. He was terrible <laughs> yeah. and, and never like got on the floor at all even. So everybody, everybody sounds good. Everybody looks good yeah. in, in July and August. So I, I totally like uh, acknowledge that and can see that up front um <laughs> if i were if i were playing a little bit of um you know skeptic here or cynic about this team i would point to the fact that uh two of the five starters are coming from programs where they got a lot of shots and did not win a lot of games uh in caleb mills and david jones um and you you know that's not ideal uh, now, Kendrick Davis did the same thing. He came in. He came from a team that had, had not made the NCAA tournament where he was a leading scorer, and he was amazing. Uh, became certainly one of my favorite all-time Tigers just in his short year here. Uh, I, I loved everything that he brought to this team, and I'm a huge fan of him wherever he goes. Um, but I do think that's going to be a challenge for Penny to sort of break in the bad habits that these guys may have coming in as, as you know, big-volume guys. David Jones, I'm, I'm really talking about, like, you know, this is not going to be. You get 18 shots a game. 
you know, and and just go get yours on a team that loses by double digits every night. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. So I think that's the – ideally, you would like to have everybody on the Dominican trip. You're not going to have everybody on the Dominican trip. Um, so that sort of does feel like a little bit of a wasted opportunity. There's still things you can get out of it, but um, – the, the, the main objective is just going to be whenever these guys all get here, whether that's, uh, you know, late August, September, whenever, um, you got to make sure that everybody has the same agenda. And, you know, in the world of NIL and the transfer portal and everybody sort of being on their last year here, that is not, that is not a given. Right. You know, it is not a given um, because, and again, we'll talk to Ron Slay about this uh, in just a bit, but – you know, is how many how many touches is Jordan Brown expecting to get a game? I assume a lot. He was the best player on that Louisiana team. You know, David Jones, same thing. Caleb yeah. Mills, same thing. Um, you're really going to have to get that extension of the coaching from Quinterly as somebody who has sacrificed in the past for a winning team to uh, explain and to get across, like, yo, this is this is what it takes to be a one seed in the tournament. You know, right. I. Why would I come off the bench? <laughs> right? right? Yeah, I ain't doing that. Why like why would I come off the bench? Yeah. I'm a guy that started for Alabama. I'm a guy that uh helped them win SEC championships, but I still did it. Right. I still was willing to do it because my coach asked me to do it um coming off my ACL. So I think that's the message that Javon can really sort of get across is mm-hmm. that uh I've been that guy and and, and if we're going to get to where we want to go, we all have to be willing to sacrifice and, and put our own sort of individual agendas on the back burner. And it sounds cliche, but I, I really think it's true. Um, if they do that, I think they really can, can make a great run because just on talent, uh, they, they have pieces that uh, most programs in the country would yeah. like to have. Um, it's a matter of, one, getting them here, getting them eligible, and two, once that happens – Making sure that everybody is uh, is kumbaya and everything. But you're not is concerned kosher. about this at all. It, it doesn't seem like. I mean, I, I of course I am, but I, I also have you know I've heard positive things, right. you know about uh, about both Jordan Brown and, and DeAndre Williams. So mm-hmm. until I don't, good. you know what I mean. Yeah. I have to sort of go off of that. Um, I, I did hear before Jordan Brown committed that there were academic concerns, but then after he committed, I've heard that there are not as many academic concerns, and that they feel confident about getting him. Uh, in a, in uniform for the entire season. So okay. um, until that messaging changes, I just I'm just go off what I've heard most recently, and um, and I think it it all is pointing up for Memphis. Even without Leonard, again, disappointing. Would have liked to make it work, but I don't really know that there was a path to make it work, even if the academics were there. So ultimately, you streamline it for yourself if you're Penny Hardaway, and you 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 shore up that front court. You have a guy in Jordan who's a good shot blocker, good good size as your first big man off the bench, and then you just have to get uh, the most out of your wings and your, and your guards. Yeah. So, uh, look, good, good things seem to be ahead for Memphis, uh, even with the departure of Leonard. And now, you know, we'll see if there's an addition or two along the way. We also are, are awaiting the official news of DeAndre Williams uh, and, and Jordan Brown. But for now, um, Leonard is out at Memphis, and they shove off for the Dominican Republic next week. Next story. Uh, this is a non-sports story, but Brad, I mean, you you should you should have expected this. Yeah, uh, this is a big day for our country because uh, three retired military vets are testifying today at a House hearing on the UAPs. That, of course, is the unidentified anomalous phenomena, which we know as UFOs. Uh, All right, they are testing uh, testifying in front of a House Oversight Subcommittee, uh, which 
look, we've we've talked about this before. Uh, we've talked about the whistleblower, uh, David Grush, who has who has said on the record and has now testified uh, about UFOs. And now it's a question, really, as I'm, you know, as this is all coming in. Um, this is ridiculous, John. No, I mean, this is a government. Te- like, this is testimony. Right. I mean, this is uh, this is like in front of, you know, I know that the government. Uh, But Mr. uh, Grush was asked, do you believe the United States government has extraterrestrial craft in its possession? Testified. Absolutely. Okay. Where? I know the exact locations. I have provided that to the inspector general. Um, Question. Has the United States government acquired the bodies of whoever was piloting these aircraft? His answer biologics were recovered with the craft okay i've never heard of human bodies described as biologics but there we have it um that's a poor word if you're going to answer the question though. yeah but uh charles fishman is paying attention to it and uh and he says that it is a sobering um it is a sobering hearing it is a serious hearing and really i think what you're trying to find out is um as, as the as the as grush points out is are these extraterrestrials or are these are these national security threats? Are these UFOs that were right. uh, devised and created by other countries? Or is this something perhaps, I know it's beyond the pale for some people, but extraterrestrial beings. So it's not, it, just when you hear UFO, you automatically think, uh, you know, extraterrestrial, right? But it doesn't yeah. have to be that. It can be something that China created. It could be something that yeah. Russia created. Less likely that Russia the, did. The but. Tennessee Republican running the House Oversight Committee has said... He's he's kind of mocking it. He says yeah. we're not going to bring you in in a saucer or a little green man. That's not what is going on right. going to be about. And I what I take that to be is the latter of what you said about Charles, Correct. which is Correct. they're concerned about is this something that another country like the balloon, for example, yes. that we shot down over Myrtle Beach? Yes, you know, like is it something like that? Yes, uh, there was this video in 2004 uh, where there was some technology mm-hmm. uh, in that video, and one of the one of the veterans, the military veterans, said this technology that we saw then was far superior than anything that we had. This is coming from United States, wow. you know, military man. Um, and so, yeah, I think this is uh, it's transparency. It's it's real. It's trying to um, okay, you know, get to the bottom of what is or isn't out there, um, huh. and. Uh, you know the the the, the Democratic uh, Republican in California, Robert Garcia, said UAP UAPs, whatever they are, may pose a serious threat to our military and our civilian aircraft, and that must be understood. We should encourage more reporting, not less, on them. The more we understand, the safer we will be. This has been uh, this has been quite the week. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got UFO hearings. You got no water. You got no power. You got events that are going on at the Valero plant. Yeah. You got MOGW substations that are losing voltage. Like it has been quite the week. This would be a good time to just drop, yes, we've recovered an alien uh, in, an, in an aircraft, you know? I haven't seen any aliens in Germantown yet, though. Not yet. No, we don't have any water. They wouldn't come there. It would, it, yeah, they, they no can't use. drink the water. Yeah, they have no use. I mean, they might refill yeah. their aircraft, their spacecraft, but they will not be coming there to drink the water or hang out. <laughs> so I don't know what else can happen between power, aliens, water, 
Uh, I did see, get a text message that there were some Comcast issues today too. Xfinity oh, was yeah. Let's just let's just some, top it off. We had some connectivity issues going on, and we have no other. Of course, we have no other. I guess you go to go AT and T, but we don't have the Verizon. We don't have. There's no. a little bit of a monopoly on the internet here too. We can't have working water, but let's argue about cell towers destroying the views of our city. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't mean to make this sound like first world issues here in Germantown, well, I mean, but ultimately it that's seems what like people. Sound like, you know, but it is what it is. You know, there's 45,000 people there. Yeah. Um, a lot of listeners there too. Yeah. So um, anyway, this is uh, so this is a legitimate hearing. Oh no, is what it's, you're a, it's, I, it's a Congress hearing. I'm like it's fine a congressional with it. hearing. Like I will say, it does seem like even as a as a regular person in Middle America, you do see a lot of random s in the sky. Yeah. Like that's not a plane. That's not a FedEx plane. Yeah. It's like not a personal piloted plane. That's not a drone. Yeah. It, you do you see a lot of stuff up there now. Yeah. No. I mean, it, and and that's like sort of the. The, I guess the biggest headline is that this whistleblower, um, David Grush, says that the, the, he told Congress today that the United States is concealing a multi-decade program that captures UFOs. Like they have been. That's not good. I mean, this is a guy, uh, respected, right. decorated, it's legit. I want to like. I think that's an important emphasis. No, it is that that this guy has been like. Um, He's he's got he's gotten you know merits and right. he's been uh, you promoted. Know, he's currently you know going through yeah, the ranks and all yeah, this stuff. He's right, got yeah, references yeah, and people yeah. vouch for Legit, him. And, yeah. and he is saying that the United States he is testifying in front of Congress today that the United States is concealing a multi-decade program that has captured UFOs. Um, so <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know where it goes from here. I don't know what comes out on. That. I don't know where it goes. But um, I am all, I, as you guys know, I am always in favor of more transparency, whether that is at the granular level with what the hell is going on with water in Germantown, right. MLGW's event at the substation, all the way up to what's going on with the United States government and UAPs. I know it's scary, but I think we need to know as much as there is, right? Yes. I, people deserve to yes. know. Citizens deserve to know. They have a right. Uh, Transparency in government is where you're going with that. In life, in government, I'm, I'm in favor of yeah. the, the more you know, man. The more, like, let, help me make a decision. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, that's the least we can do. So anyway, that's going on today. It is, uh, it is, it is a remarkable hearing, no doubt about it. Uh, Charles Fishman is covering it all on his, uh, on his Twitter account at C Fishman. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's going on now as we speak. If any other headlines come out, I'm sure I'll, I'll share. Next story. All right, we all love quarterback. We've talked about that show here on the uh, on this show yep. several times. Uh, season two got picked up by Netflix. Okay, and there's some I've been news. watching it. You turned me on to it. Yeah, there's some news with season two. Okay, Tua says I ain't doing it. Uh, he has turned down Peyton Manning uh, for season two of quarterback. It's kind of sad. He says he's a private guy. He wants to remain a private guy. Um, and look. Do they pay? I'm assuming they pay these guys, right? They give I have some, to believe some, some there is. Yeah, there has to be a, 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 some sort a of deal. A, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't do it for free. No, like if you're gonna follow me around, Patrick Mahomes, you gotta right. like give me a couple million. Bucks. Like if it was like the NFL, maybe it'd be different. But right. I think because it's like a separate, yeah. you know, it's it's Omaha Productions. I'm assuming that right. there is a. I don't know what you would call it. Little, it wouldn't be a salary, it's but a like deal. a deal. Stipend or a TV, you know, royalties deal maybe or hey, something. Hey, we'll give you we'll give you uh, fifty grand if you just let us follow you around. Right. Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to be uh, Tua. Tua will not be one of the three featured. And I would say, you know, uh, he would 
the, the likelihood suggests he will not make it past week six anyway, unfortunately. <laughs> so you would, like, be out of footage with him. Um, I mean, it's just the truth. Like, he, he's probably going to get another concussion. I mean. Like, I hope it doesn't happen, but, like, we, you know, these things tend to happen in, 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 in bursts here. Uh, so I hope yeah. it doesn't happen. But if I have my choice, let's say there's three. Joe Burrow for sure. Yeah, I think we've so. Already, we've already done Pat. So yep. Joe Burrow. Um, what about uh, Herbert? No, he's kind of boring. He is kind of boring. He just man. got paid like, two sixty plus. By the way, I mean a, that might be the obvious choice because yeah. he's in L A. and he just got the big got huge deal. Contract. You know, um, it's a Hollywood kind of dude. I would go Josh Allen over him. Okay, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and yeah. then um, you know Lamar. Boom. Lamar Jackson. That's my three. That's the three. I'm. You know, up. Lamar will probably turn him down too, though. You think? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like man. he's I hope not. he's a weirdo. He doesn't even have an agent. Like his agent couldn't even negotiate him because he doesn't have one for him. Uh, okay. Would you rather have uh, Lamar or Jalen Hurts? Who would you rather follow? We have to get some diversity in there. It can't be three white quarterbacks. No, Hurts. So Hurts can. Uh, Hurts is Hurts is kind of a dork. And uh, no disrespect to Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, he's like he's just about his business. Yeah, like yeah. He, and and that's a that's a compliment to a it's quarterback. Like, he's like he's like a better version of Marcus Mariota. Right, and and in Mariota's case, it's not very helpful being a dork. In the case of Jalen Hurts, like he can play, well, he wins. So like yeah. you know him yeah. focused on his duties. You know, my guess is, what about a, like a non? Well, they did it with with uh, Mariota, the non awesome quarterback. Like, yeah, who's gonna be starting in New Orleans? Are we thinking Derek Carr? See, I don't think Derek. I don't want to do Derek Carr. I've seen enough of that. Jameis Winston is the backup there. Did you do like a rookie like Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Yeah, and he's going to start in Carolina, it looks like. Yeah. Right? I so, mean, that's actually a good idea. Like, go, go follow a rookie. That's a ro- the one. A rookie quarterback would be actually, like, fascinating. I would, I would follow Bryce Young in Carolina. Now, the Carolina vibes, like, what's going on there that would make it Interesting. Well, it's besides, just, it's just I the number. One, it's just the number one pick. It's just the fact yeah. that he's going to learn as he goes as a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like that would work. I, I think I would prefer that to C.J. Stroud as a rookie. I think the situation in Carolina is better than it is in Houston. Houston would be a disaster. I think they would like say, "You can't come back in here. You can't follow us here." It's, what it's a mess. about Russell Wilson? Is or is he going to give me the debt? I'm diversity? not doing uh, Russell I, Wilson. Yeah, that's I, diversity, I, I, right? I, yeah, but I've seen enough of him. Okay, I know what I'm getting with him. Although that would be interesting with Sean Payton, but it's not about Sean Payton. It's about Russ. So right. I know what I know who Russell Wilson is at this point. I would like to get to know. Um, hey, Lamar's uh, good. I like your. Look, I, I can. I think I'm out of those other quarterbacks you mentioned. I I, I think I. What do you think's going on with Lamar in the background? Like, what would we see him arguing about contracts? Well, all like, time? I mean, he's a Florida guy. Like, he's funny. You yeah. know, I mean, he's uh, it's it's also a good team. Yeah, that's you right. know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think you have to have some elements there. Like, um, Burrow is going for you know yeah. MVP. Um, you have you know the the Josh Allen's trying to get to the Bills to the next level yes. to win a Super Bowl, yeah. and then you have and then honestly the same thing with the Bengals, and then you would you would have in this instance you would have. Um, just to probably balance it out where everybody's not so awesome, you go with Bryce, yeah. who's starting over in Carolina. I think that probably makes – if you're going to go Josh and Joe, you probably need to go like have a little bit of balance between the great teams and the ones that are trying to like get there. I think so. The thing in watching this quarterback show on Netflix that I found fascinating is what they do with their money. They don't buy huge homes. None of them have bought exotic homes. Did you notice that? Yeah. They, they buy realistic homes. Most of them have a home gym. What they spend all their money on is what LeBron's doing, their, their bodies. Like Patrick Mahomes shipped his, his 
trainer from Texas, and his Texas trainer built a facility in Kansas City specifically designed not only for Mahomes, but he's got other guys he's training. But basically three days a week, his day is dedicated to Mahomes' whole body deal. Yes. That's all he does. Yes. I mean, that's where the money's going. It is a good show, though, especially offseason. I think it's better than HBO Hard Knocks. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you'll you'll tune into Hard Knocks just to see what you get from Aaron, but the problem with Hard Knocks becomes that the stars – don't really want much of it, much to right. do with it. So it becomes like you're following these like undrafted rookies that, and you've seen this story, you know, 18 different times. Right, like the receiver at Detroit last year, who they're they're following, and they're the, he he grinds it out and yeah. he makes the roster, and then they show him playing in the preseason. Yeah, exa- that's exactly right. Like, yeah. and, and those are great stories. Yeah. But Amon Ron was that the guy they followed? Uh, Amon Ra was a was a draft pick, but um, but they followed him. They followed their rookies. Yeah, that's yeah. who they're following. Yeah, and then, like and, and a lot of times again, like you get now we're not even doing the cut meetings. Like, right. uh, not that I like enjoy people losing their jobs, but like that was uh, objectively the best part of Hard yes. Knocks. Like when you got that, those meetings, or the guy makes the team. Right, like right. that's like that's the I watch all this hard. I just uh, does this uh, you know undrafted guy yes. get hurt or does he make the roster? Does he get cut? You know what you just see it time after time. Well, like know? I remember when it was the Raiders year, Jonathan Abram. I just looked this up. Yeah, they followed him around, and he was kind of an interesting cat coming yeah, out of Mississippi the, State. The stupid cowboy hat and everything. He like was kind of clever and funny. But then, like, he didn't have he's, a great— I don't even know if he's on the roster. Like, I don't think he's with—it looks like he's now with New Orleans. Yeah, he just like, signed a deal. Like, he's, he was not good for them. No, like, it's the problem. I don't want to—I don't want to uh, follow around guys that are even going to, you know, make all pros. You know, give me, yeah. give me guys that are going to win games, not just be in the background. And I right. mean, that's the—ultimately, that is the issue you with You want studs, knocks. and you want good players, you and want the, personalities. And the, and the studs don't want any part of it. No. So, you no. know, that's why you, you put them on quarterback, though, where they're, like, the feature piece. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, let's that's go. That's why the show, I think, works. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, Tua said no, but there's still plenty of good quarterbacks to pick from. When we come back, Ron Slay is going to join us. We'll talk to him, uh, get his thoughts on Memphis, college basketball, Little Tennessee, some Titans, all that and wars around when we get back. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN, Memphis' sports station, on the go, on the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app. Follow 92.9 FM, ESPN. Rewind any show, any segment now. 92.9 FM, ESPN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. 
Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Brian Slate is a Tennessee basketball alum host on 3HL on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. One of our favorite Vols here on the show. We don't have many. He joins us now. Slay, what's good, man? Man, I'm good, man. Rocking and rolling, ready for football to ramp up up here in Tennessee, man. You know you know how we do, man. You know, with one of your favorite Vols coming on, man, it got to be about that time, man, to get some rivalries going. No, no question about it. Hey, man, before we get into, uh, before we get into like, the, the, the basketball stuff and the, ten- and, the, and the football stuff, I want to ask you about DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I, I, I peep these ratings, right, these, these reports from, uh, from Baird Sports, and I just, I'm always curious to see, like, what – you know, people around the country are doing and, and what that looks like. And I, and I saw, you know, what you guys are doing in your market with 3HL. And I'm, I'm really just uh, – I'm curious to, to hear from you, like, why – like, what makes you successful um, there in, in Nashville? Like, what is it about your show that you think has, has resonated? It's not – I don't think people understand, like – they they think it's easy to just come on a mic and just and just spit and just, you know what I'm saying like it, it, yeah but but it's not so 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 what do you think has resonated with your audience there for you personally there with your show man I think um, the way we go about it as a team man um, I think you look at it and you try to come into it with a, a teamwork atmosphere a locker room like atmosphere and then when you get out there the lights come on you try to treat it as a game you know we talk amongst each other. Um, we talk all the time. You know, we're texting all day, know each other's families. So everything you're getting, I think, is genuine. So the transparency that we have, I think a lot of listeners and um, people that listen to our shows and follow us, kinda, they kind of grasp, grasp to it. And, uh, and I think we always live by the motto, man, whatever you got going on in your personal life, once you get on the air, nobody wants to hear about that unless it's funny, you know. So we try to get on there, man, give people a break from their day-to-day, um, the 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 rigors of their day-to-day work or whatever it may be, the problems that they have, and try to enlighten them and, you know, have some entertainment and some laughter also to go with it. But, you know, touch on some subjects and be informative at the same time. So I think we got a good mix. And then all, overall on our whole station, man, I think everybody's pulling in the same direction. Nobody's jealous of each other. Everybody's jumping on each other's shows and doing what we can. If somebody has an event, somebody shows up. So, man, it's everybody pulling in the same direction, man. It's, it's the transparency and everybody being genuine about it, man. That's what's up. And I, I was uh, I was happy to see it, and I'm uh, I'm rooting for you, man. As as tough as that may be, given your uh, given your roots there in Knoxville, I, I, I do want to ask you though, man. Um, on a basketball tip, there's a few things that I wanted to get your opinion on. First thing, um, he played at MTSU last year, so I'm not sure how much you got to see him. But uh, TFIL Leonard, he had committed to Memphis, and he announced last night uh, that he was actually going to go pro and, and not wind up uh, coming to Memphis. He was rated as one of the top defenders in the country. Have you seen a lot of him? Like, uh, what what is Memphis going to miss in him if now that he's not coming? 
Man, I think exactly what you said. He's known as a defender, but I think a more of an intangible guy as well. Um, that glue guy, you ask how you keep a, a locker room together, he's one of those guys. You know, I didn't get to see much of him, but heard a whole lot about him. And everything I heard was positive. I just know he was going to be able to bring that grit grind type atmosphere that mm-hmm. Memphis likes to carry over into uh, Memphis and, and be able to get with some, some guys that you guys got coming in, man. That y'all, y'all got a flock coming in, man. And that, it would have been real good to get a veteran like that. Um, well, in mindset anyway, to be able to bring his mentality to um, Memphis. So uh, that's a that's a big blow right there. But, you know, when people want to chase their dream, man, you got to, you know, give them, wish them well and pat them on the back and let them go get it. No doubt. And it, honestly, Slay, like they, they feel good about uh, DeAndre Williams getting his waiver. And also they feel, mm-hmm. they, they feel good about Jordan Brown, who you know a, a lot about because he played really well against the Vols in that first round, uh, yeah. that first round game. What do you make of Jordan Brown? I mean, it's, you know, that, that Louisiana team is obviously not very talented, but they were able to give your Vols a scare there in the first round. And he was a big part of it. Like, do you see him as a guy that can come into the AAC and just wreck stuff? Yeah, I do. I think, and when you look at it, he's a guy that takes each game, um, game by game. It's not, I'm going to get up for this game and be able to deliver. I'm going to get hype about this, who we playing. He's playing the game because he loves the game, and it comes out mm-hmm. in his play. One thing about it, man, you, you go into those situations in the NCAA tournament, and you see it, and you're like, man, wh- who's going to show up for us? You didn't have to worry about that with him. <laughs> he was going to show up, man. I, I remember watching some film on him, and I'm like, oh, wow, man. This dude right here, regardless of the momentum of the game, whatever it is, they can get this guy the ball, get a bucket, get stops. And, man, his, his IQ, I think, is undervalued. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what he can bring. And, and, and if, he, if he rips it up, I, now I will say he's better when he gets a lot of touches, too. <laughs> you, know, but, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see how he mixes and jails with the guys. But that up and down style i would be real good for him. And then the last – Penny's going to ask some more guys here soon, but just in terms of, yeah. of, of what he has now, the most recent addition was, again, a guy you know well in Javon Quinterly. Interesting story he had at Alabama. Um, you know, ended up coming off the bench uh, for the majority of this season until the games actually mattered. And when he got right. into the starting lineup, you know, he kind of took off. How important is is that addition for Memphis? What kind of player is Memphis getting in Javon Quinterly? Automatically championship pedigree. You know, they're coming into it. And then I think, man, when you got to see him towards the latter part of the season, he was starting to come on. And they, we, we was – he was undeniable. Like you, mm-hmm. Coach Oates had to put him in the game. If you yep. you leave him on the bench, you're like, what are you doing? I was I remember watching him at the SEC tournament. It was like, hey man, they got to get Quinterly in the game. So I'm sure um, his teammates were feeling that way. Um, the veteran leadership that he's going to bring, and a lot of people say that, but man, he really does bring that. Um, and uh, you also with him see the sacrifice that he has because he was able to play with other guys, be able to get the ball out and not really be hunting for shots and still able to get heels within the floor of the game. That's big time, especially in college basketball, man, where, you know, it's so much up and down and so much this NIL and things of that nature, people branding. He's not caught up on that, man. It, it looks like he's dialed in, knows what he wants to um, get to, and him being healthy is the biggest thing. When he started to get healthy, you saw that pop in his, in his, in his step, mm-hmm. starting to see him raise up on his jumper a little bit more. All of it looked good, so. I'm interested to see what Quinterly is going to bring to him, man. I know it's going to be a lot of balance. That's one thing for sure. Yeah, we're talking to Ron Slay from uh, 3HL, 104.5 The Zone, SEC Network College basketball analyst. Did you ever go on a uh, 
a foreign tour, man. Did you ever? Were you there long enough to go on a foreign tour at Tennessee? Man, so I missed it. We we went to Puerto Rico my freshman year, and then we went to Hawaii. That was as far as we got to go, man. I missed it. So it's every four years. Yep. I missed it coming in, missed it going out, man. I was oh, I was hurt, man. They went to Italy <laughs> before I got there. And then I think they went to Greece when I left. I was like, man, y'all ought to give me an extra year or something. Man. Ain't no way I'm supposed to miss out on stuff like this, you man. Gotta, you got to get that DeAndre Williams waiver, bro. That's exactly, you know? exactly, dude. Hey, man, if I didn't get SEC player of the year, I would most definitely came on back. I would have been forced to. Do you, do you think that there's, like, something – because Memphis is about to head off for uh, the Dominican next week. Like, do you, do you mm-hmm. think there's actually anything you can you can glean from that? Like, is it something that, that you actually think could be productive, or is it just like a show for boosters and basically a vacation? No, I think no, I think you get a lot out of it, man. I, I remember when we were able to go play in uh, – a couple of when we when we came in, we didn't get to go and play in any tournaments or anything. But we played pickup every single day and hung together every single day. Um, I'm talking about ate together, lifted weights together, man. Went and played games together, whatever it was. Went to the movies together. And when you're able to separate school and that, it's almost like a cheat code, man, because you're gelling, especially with all the new pieces that you have coming in. The way the transfer portal is, it's a cheat code because you get to go over there and gel. Like, you get to take all the academics out of it. You just get to go hoop. And what basketball player doesn't like to just go hoop? Practices, none of it is strenuous at all because you're playing so many guys. You're not worried about rotation. You're just worried about being there for your teammate and building that chemistry with guys, knowing who's who. And you can establish in a pecking order when you come back. But the main thing is to go over there and establish your identity. And I think that was some of the best things that we did. And I see them doing the exact same thing. You know, uh, switching gears in the NFL, it's kind of funny. Like, sometimes the, the guys just get labels. They get uh, reputations. And sometimes that they're, they're deserved and sometimes they're not. And, you know, just me, just as a, as a, as a you know, regular NFL fan, like when I think of the, the name Ryan Tannehill, I think of a guy that, like, you know, ultimately if you're putting the ball in his hands to win a game, like, he can't do it. But I saw the, mm-hmm. the, the, the tweet that you put out uh, or that you retweeted uh, yesterday that he's got a 100.7 passer rating since he took yeah. over in October 2019, which would tie him for fourth best in the NFL right. in that span. Like, is that like what, what's going into that stat? Is it is it is there, is there some deception, or is it maybe that the re- reputation that Tanny's got uh, has not been exactly well deserved? Man, I think it's I think you know you look back uh, 2019, you're getting ready to go into the 23 season, so you got four years right there. You look at it and you ask, man, what has he done on the biggest stage? Mm-hmm. Um, he he took him to an AFC um, um, championship game, but also was able to almost get him over the hump in against the game against the Bengals, and I think that's the outlier. That's what everybody looks right. at the three interceptions, and it's it's so glaring that you can't see the forest from the trees in a sense with this situation because you got Derrick Henry. He goes down. He's about to have a 2,000-yard season. A.J. Brown, him and um, Tannehill get a connection. Then he's traded. Then last year he's having a redemption year, and all of a sudden he gets hurt because you got an O-line that can't block, especially on the left tackle side with Dennis Daly. Man, so it's so many things that were stumbling blocks. That's why you, you – as a fan and, and watching them and and, and Rand Carthon having um, confidence in the, the new GM and how he's putting it together, you love to see a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Cause so now you start to give him weapons. I think a lot of it falls on the offensive line, and that right there would be 
what Tannehill is. Um, and that's what he'll be known for. His legacy could be cemented by if this offensive line can block up front for him. Because it's difficult to say the numbers and everything when you got a guy like Derrick Henry, you got to give the ball. Like, he's an anomaly. Uh, it, it would be foolish just to keep running play action with Derrick Henry if you got your line blocking. So it's going to be interesting to see, man, with the weapons and Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, NWI, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Tajay uh, Spears coming out of the backfield every now and then, yeah. and Derrick Henry running downhill, along with Chiga Conquo at tight end. Like, you got you got you got weapons now. So now it shifts to the OC and the quarterback. It's all on y'all. So all of those numbers and everything and that status, can be cemented if he goes out and puts in the work this year. You know, it's 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 always such a butterfly effect, man, because it's not like yeah. the the margin of victory for the for the Jags in that uh, in that week 18 game was much. I mean, it was really just the turnover from Dobbs there that mm-hmm. that was the difference between the Jags winning a playoff game and looking like the hot new thing in the NFL and the Titans once again winning the AFC South. So, I guess my question yeah. is, how did it get so bad? With Malik Willis, where it had to be yeah. Josh Dobbs. Like, what, 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 I know, I know that Mike Brable's saying good things today about him, but they drafted Will Levis. Like, how did it get so bad with Malik last year? Man, I honestly think, man, it was a, that, that draft, that draft pick was used on potential and what he could be. You look at um, the base that he had to build on, and you saw something good when you look at the athleticism, being able to spin the ball, um, being able to use his legs, which you got to do in the league today, and being able to be a guy that's a little shifty back there in the pocket. You walk into it and you look at it and you say, this is a two-year project. I've been standing on this since the beginning. Ryan Tannehill goes down, and all of a sudden he gets thrust into it. Now, you got to understand, coming from Liberty, he was a one-read guy. If it's not there, take off. Because usually at Liberty, you ain't got no offensive line that's blocking for you like that. They're on their way. So you really got to run. So that part wasn't developed all the way, and I think he's done a great job in the offseason of trying to develop that part. But, man, Malik Willis, to me, was a project, and it's a two-year project. I feel it was a little unfair, but they had nothing else um, as far as a quarterback to throw in there unless you go put a receiver back there to play quarterback. Um, so it would have been way worse. But, um, you know, I think Malik, he, he understands how to be a pro. He works hard. He's there before and after. You just got to be able to put it all together and not be rushed to put into a situation. If it doesn't work with the Titans, I, this is a situation I believe he will be in the league for a while. Just with who? Because it may not work out with the Titans. Just because of the time in the field, they pass you along. You know, the bus yep. is yep. not going to wait for you. So and when you draft a guy like Will Levis, you're going to let him compete, and we'll see this spring. I mean, this fall. Uh, and then last thing, Slay, and appreciate your time as always. Uh, super intriguing year for the Vols because it's now going to be Joe Milton time uh, again in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan Rogers said this week that he thinks Joe Milton is hands down the most talented quarterback in the entire country. Now, last time we saw him on a full-time basis, uh, it was not pretty. But we did see him in that game uh, in the Orange Bowl, and, and he was brilliant. Yeah. He was great. So which Joe is is more the more accurate representation? Um, is is it this system under Hypel that's going to really unlock him? Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. I think coming into it, you see the growth that he had from Michigan um, to throwing interceptions and to when he gets to um, University of Tennessee, loses his job, you know what I'm saying, stuck it out, got better, watched the guy get into the Heisman race, lead a team, and learn from it. An older guy in Hendon Hooker. So um, I think that trickled down to him. And, and honestly, going into last year, I was hoping Tennessee blew people out. 
just so I can see Joe Milton get in and throw the ball in the stands to somebody like <laughs> the popcorn guy or yeah. <laughs> knock out one of the bulbs in the in the jumbo trunk. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. this is what I was honestly looking for. And then when he got in, he was hitting squirrel white on eighty seven yards ropes and yep. bombs. I'm like, oh wow. Then yep. and I, I didn't know if it was just okay man, he got a little lucky right there. Then you saw Hendon Hooker go down, South Carolina game. He came in through a fade to the corner, touchdown, made a couple of more plays. Vanderbilt game was an outlier because of the rain. It was really rainy. So the next thing we had to go with was Clemson. You're like, oh, wow, yep. this guy got a little bit of accuracy going on now. So I think that's the Joe we're starting to see. And the thing that's undervalued with him is his leadership. If you watch him and how he's around his guys, man, they all flock to him. He's a magnet. And that's something good. And I mean offensively or defensively. So it's just up to him to kind of – I think he's at a point now where he doesn't have to show the strength in his arm. Everybody in the world knows how strong his arm is. So that should take some pressure off, and it should be more so now. You get a lot of two-on-twos because of scheme, just hit the guy. You know, and make it, and make it real simple. And we'll, we'll see where it falls off. But I, I think, man, you look at Anthony Richardson going top five, there's no way you can tell me that it's any different than him and Joe Milton. So, outside of maybe the speed that Anthony Richardson had, but I think that's remained to be seen, too. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Slay, man, you're the best. Appreciate the time, as always, man. Continued success up there. Man, all good, man. I thought I, I thought you were going to let me bash Memphis Tigers just a little bit, man. We do that enough, man. I ain't going to hold. <laughs> we do that every day, man, all right? We know what the deal is. We ain't up. Uh... I love it in M-Town, baby. Uh, yes, sir. Appreciate you, Slay. Thanks, man. All right, no doubt. Yeah, he is Ron Slay, former volunteer, uh, doing it big there on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. We'll come back. Uh, Going to be joined by Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports at 125. He's one of the uh, sharpest NFL guys I know. So we're going to talk about uh, some potential futures. We're going to talk about uh, the outlook of a few teams, the Raiders, the Commanders, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, a lot to get to with him. So you are not going to want to miss that if you want to make some money this NFL season. Stick around. Jason to John, you turn FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 